This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, tell us a funny thing that your kid did that they got from watching you. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Um, And the reason we're asking this is because, Holly, you shared this story yesterday, and I laughed so hard. And then I went back, and I looked at it again because it made me laugh hard. And it is the story of... Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard's daughters who um, so people first of all you should know in this story Dax Shepard uh, has been sober for a, a, a long time mm-hmm. um, 16 years so sober for 16 years but occasionally he'll crack an O'Doul's and um, Kristen Bell shared a story on uh, a podcast called Say Yes with Carla Hall yes uh, and she says, you're you're going to think, um, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. She said, let me just start by saying, I don't care. You're allowed to give me any advice you guys want. Any of these listeners, you're welcome to tell me I'm a terrible parent. I don't care. I'm a great parent, I think, and I'm learning every day. But she says, my husband brought home a six-pack of O'Doul's last night, and my daughters a- often ask for O'Doul's. Um, she said that she walked in on her kids taking a break from their homeschooling with an O'Doul's and I laughed so hard during their Zoom school sessions they're just kicking back taking a break with an O'Doul's because like you do what by the way her kids are five and a half and seven yes for context I just thought you know that you know that it's one of those things you see your your parents doing it and you think uh, that's what people do to take a break. You just kick back with the no duels. And I just, it tickled me. Oh. So uh, I thought, you know, why don't we share these things? The things that your kids have done or said that uh, that you know they got from you. 651-641-1071. Who do we have on the line? We have Rebecca waiting. Hi, Rebecca. Rebecca, share a story of something your kids did that you definitely know they learned from you. So I'm a daycare teacher, first of all. So this is interesting ah, I love on it. that aspect. <laughs> um, last year during Cinco de Mayo, um, we did a week on just like Mexican culture in my toddler class. And I found a book that thankfully I could read and understand that was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And one of the phrases in there is, I caramba. And one of my kiddos, love him to death, goes, oh, I cumbas. <laughs> like he tried so hard he facepalmed oh. did the exaggerated sigh of just oh that is so cute oh. and i just can imagine he brought sweetest, that home and was, it was doing the that. sweetest oh. thing and his mom thought it was so cute because he got home and he's just like 
I come buzz, mama. I come buzz. Oh, that's so cute. And she probably was like, I don't know what that means. I'll check. Um, exactly. And it was so sweet telling her the story. And she's like, well, he's learning Spanish. I'm like, it's something. Yeah. I love it. Thanks, Rebecca. Have a great day. Oh. 651-641-1071. What is the thing that your kid picked up and you know they did it because they were watching you? Well, it's the language thing. Oh, yeah. Because I know that my nephews, and I, I don't feel like I'm talking out of school because my sister shared this with me. I have a nephew, and whenever I do something that he doesn't approve of, he goes, disgusting <laughs> my sister totally taught that to him disgusting he's not even three yet. isn't that funny they do they just sort of pick up you know whether it's the tone of your voice or the way that you do something and honestly it's kind of humbling because oftentimes it reflects back to you some of your own behaviors uh some of which you're maybe not entirely proud of um 651-641-1071 what's something your kid picked up definitely by watching you who do we have on the line we have naomi hi naomi what have your kids picked up by watching you Hi, it's actually a story about my brother and what he picked up from my parents. I love this. We were just, we had just moved into a new neighborhood, and this was way back in the day um, when the local pastor of the local church would stop in and visit to say hello and introduce himself. Oh my gosh. So my brother was probably three, and uh, my mom welcomed the pastor in. They were sitting down, and she got up to go to the kitchen to get him coffee or something like that. And caught my little brother coming around the corner with beers for everyone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that. He was just trying yeah, to be he was, hospitable. Exactly. He was trying to be a good little host, and everybody needed a cold one, he oh, thought. So. That's so great. I love it. Thanks for your call, Naomi. That's great. Um, we have. I have a story like that about my own brother um, when he was in kindergarten. So my parents used to watch All in the Family. Yes. And think about, like, all in the family for a five-year-old, whenever everybody would laugh, he would be trying to get a laugh, so he would imitate what happened on the show. He called his kindergarten teacher Meathead, uh, and that warranted a call to the house from the kindergarten teacher. Uh, It didn't go over real well in the kindergarten class. I can't imagine why. Um... Anyway, I heard that story like a hundred million times as a child. Meathead. Well, yeah. Because everybody laughed when they said it on, when Archie Bunker said it on All in the Family. <laughs> but when a five-year-old says it to their teacher, not the doesn't, same. Yeah, not the same. Really work. Who do we have on the line? We have Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. What is a funny thing that your kid did that you know they got from watching you? Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Um, it's actually my grandson. Perfect. My daughter had a daycare. And as part of her daycare, she was teaching her children, plus all her daycare children, sign language. Oh. Uh, well, they decided that this was a really good thing, and the parents were liking it, and they had to learn some sign language, too. But one day, my daughter and I were up at my, up at my dad's birthday, and um, we were having pizza. Tracy asked her son if he could say please, and he didn't say anything. So she turned around and he was saying please in sign language. Right. You know what that is? It's rubbing your chest. And he did it on a white shirt with a handful of pizza. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I love it. But he learned. 
He learned the sign language. Oh, thank you, Suzanne, for your call. We got a tweet from Kate saying that my two-year-old son will sit on a chair, like a camping chair, and will cross his legs just like I do. Okay, see, I love that. See, that's the thing is, so like I said, sometimes the things that your kids pick up from you, you are horrified by because it reflects back to you something that you do that maybe you're not proud of. But sometimes it's just... Like a sweet little simple imitation of the way that you do things. And I do get paranoid, though, about playing things or doing things in front of my nephews because I'm afraid, what if this is too naughty and then they repeat it and then it's in front of adults and then, oh, oh, man. Can I share a quick story of my own? Yeah, please. Before we go to break. Uh, The first time my sweet, beautiful daughter swore. Yeah. Um... I had, she had helped me set the table and I said, okay, now can you invite your brothers to the table? And she stood up on the chair and yelled, bellowed at the top of her lungs, boys, come to the bleeping table. And I said, excuse me? (laughs) And she said, I said, come to the bleeping table. That's what I call it. And I thought, oh dear, oh dear, what have I done? I sent an email to her preschool teachers and I said, you might want to not have Tilla invite people to the table anytime soon until we can unlearn, unlearn this. this. And oh. then my husband and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out which one of us she learned that from. Oh, no. Ooh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, oh, gosh, you got to wonder what little dream is learning from Robin Black China. We've got an update on Rob Kardashian and Black China. And little dream after this on My Talk 1071. Kesha is getting some royalties for this song. Maybe. Because that app has blown up. And she's the one that started the whole TikTok revolution. Mm, something tells me that no one has given yeah. her a dang dime. I think you're probably right. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers. Uh, he's at jury duty. Holly and I are here with you. Doing a civic duty. Um, and speaking of people who are not getting a dime, allegedly Black China says she's not getting a dime Oof. from Rob Kardashian in the form of child support for her daughter, Dream. Woof. Ooh, Ooh. Colleen. So, Black China, let's reset the table. Black China is the mother of Dream Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Who has a father who is Rob Kardashian? Rob and Black China were together for a couple of years, and then they broke up and things got messy. And it was kind of, the breakup was messy, too. Yeah. Revenge porn, long story. mm -hmm. Lawsuits still pending. No big deal. No big deal. Now Black China is alleging that she receives no child support from Rob Kardashian for their three-year-old daughter, Dream. Okay, so I do just want to say this, and I don't think it'll fully derail the conversation but one of the things that we've always had all eyes on this show all eyes on black china for is the way that she played she outplayed the kardashians at their own game yes and so we never have you know we believe all along she knew exactly what she was doing in terms of having a relationship with rob kardashian having a child with rob kardashian and benefiting from the Kardashians' um, savvy fortune. 
if you will. So is this true that he's not given up the monies? Well, we're not sure, but Black China did say, so she was asked on this podcast, she said, she was asked what her biggest flex was. And Black China said, honestly, taking care of my kids as myself as a single parent, but no child support. She said, that's my biggest flex. She went on to say, I don't get child support and that's my biggest flex. Mm. So that's just like casually dropping that in there. By the way, I don't get any child support from Rob Kardashian. Bloop. Right. Right. So that's a pretty big accusation to make out in public. And let us not forget that the lawsuit between Black China and the rest of the Kardashians, that still hasn't been settled yet. Okay, so let's... That's still floating out there. Rewind there, because that is that lawsuit is all about how she's alleging that Kris Jenner in particular um, orchestrated the cancellation of Robin Black China's show. Yes. They had a reality show on E! E! One of the Kardashian spinoffs. And uh, and by orchestrating the cancellation of that, they effectively took money out of Black China's pocket. Mm-hmm. Money that she had already basically earned um, by having a contract to do this show. And that lawsuit happened, it's been going on for years, and it's been going on back and forth, and we still don't have a resolution to that. Now, I think it's pretty deliberate why the Kardashians are not drawing any kind of press to this lawsuit, because right. what that speaks to, I mean, if we're going to read the tea leaves on this and the way that the Kardashians and Jenners control their media relationship... There's probably a lot of stuff in that lawsuit that they don't want us to know about. Well, I mean, to your point, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Um, there's a lot of things that the Kardashians, I believe, try to keep secret, like how they make their money. For example, how much money they actually have and how much of it is legitimate. Well, thank you for bringing that point up, Colleen, because I actually have a blind item to of go along. Of course you do. With this story. Blinded by the item. Our good friend, anti-lawyer, who provides us with these blind items, has the following to say. See if you can solve this celebrity gossip mystery. Considering they push fake financials to a magazine and to a corporation, it shouldn't surprise anyone they would do the same thing so child support wouldn't have to be paid. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so that is oof. Okay. So let's pick it apart. Well, let's pick it apart because another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
So putting together all that we know in this day today, our first segment, we talked about how there's a lawsuit against Cody Cosmetics having to do with they're inflating the value of Kylie Cosmetics. Cody Cosmetics is the parent company of Kylie Cosmetics. We had a conversation about how likely this lawsuit will require the Kardashians to start probably exposing some of their finances. Um, and all of this actually is go, goes back to the Forbes article where they had to do a little bit of a mea culpa, a little oopsie daisies, when they realized that they had called Kylie Jenner a billionaire and likely she actually is not one. Well, and the reason they thought she was a billionaire is because Forbes reporting was going off of documents that were provided by Kris Jenner and company that may or may not have fudged reality. Now, they probably weren't the documents that were submitted to the federal government, Mm -hmm. but there were documents provided to Forbes magazine that looked like they would have been provided to the federal government. So then if we if we sort of take a little side jaunt over here to to Rob Kardashian paying child support land. Um, what this what this blind item seems to be indicating is that if they're so willing to provide and publish fake financials to Forbes, then would it surprise anybody that they might be able to falsify some documents or present documents that make it seem like Rob Kardashian wouldn't be able or capable of paying that child support. Right. That they're pulling a poor Rob. Oh, Oh, poor poor Rob. Rob. It's always poor Rob or poor Chloe. Yeah. Well, and this blind item alluding to the fact that the Kardashians and Jenners are probably just doing a poor Rob. Poor Rob. He's just, he's too big to go out and get a job so you know he just really can't be paying this child support Mm. right now but what's interesting with this blind item and if that's the path that nt lawyer is going down the kardashians and jenners are traveling down a very dangerous road because when it comes to child support you're dealing directly with the legal system right and if you're saying that you don't have enough money to pay child support and that's the reason why you're not doing it be careful just really be careful. Well, first of all, don't lie. Right. Can we just say that? Just don't lie. Well, it's interesting. So I'm, I was just sort of, I was just kind of tooling through the comments. Uh-oh. And one person did point out in the comments here on crazydaysandnights.net, which is the website by NT Lawyer, who writes the blind items that we use uh, for this segment on the show. Um, this particular person says, Rob must live on an allowance, which is... Of course he does. Ah, okay, yeah, that that comment going on, it's probably very easy to have that check written off once mm-hmm. a month, and then if he's living on an allowance, I then, bet you can get that as a business expense yes, somehow. so then he doesn't have to report that, and then he wouldn't be eligible to pay. Oh, I know, that's interesting. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got more celebrities behaving badly. We Yay. call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107. One. Yep. <laughs> Streaming live at my 
MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, had to go perform his civic duty. He's at jury duty, and uh, we don't know what comes next for him, uh, but we are just happy to have him whenever we're able. Holly and I are hanging with you today, and we do have some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them douchebags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Really, it's our civic duty here on the Colleen and Bradley Show to provide you you daily with celebrities behaving badly. I'm so glad that you said that because Mm -hmm. sometimes I forget how important this work is that we do. (laughs) Okay. This is like, okay, this is not a funny, a funny D-bag. This is like, I don't, I don't like that I have to share this information with the world, but this is kind of perv corner. And it has to do with why we can't have nice things. Um, I, among others, loved the documentary Cheer. Yeah, yeah, the docuseries the on docu-series Netflix. The docuseries on Netflix called Cheer about the Navarro cheerleading squad. Um, well, one of the runaway stars of that show is a young man by the name of Jerry. Jerry was known for his excellent mat talk. He was a very positive voice on the team. Um, he has he had an interesting story that was shared in this docuseries. And um, you pulled for Jerry. And now we can't have nice things because Jerry is now the subject of a lawsuit that has been filed this week by attorneys uh, who represent two alleged victims of Jerry's, uh, two male victims now 15 and 13. Uh, I'm sorry, now 15 were 13 when inappropriate behavior began at Uh, the hands of Jerry. uh, Jerry, among other things, exchanged messages with those minors that were, quote, sexual in nature. Jerry. Uh, He did so over social media. These requests uh, or these messages included requests for explicit photographs and sending sexually explicit photos and videos of himself to the plaintiffs. This like whenever you get these stories about somebody who you otherwise have admired. It's so upsetting. I mean, it's, it's just upsetting anyway. Yeah. But this is one of those, this is one of a version of that same story that you've had before in our lives where we have had to look at somebody who we have admired and then re like reorganize all of our thoughts to include this awful, terrible side. We, yeah, we've, this is a narrative that we've been experiencing. Oh, we've, been through this. we've been through this yeah. before, but you were talking about Colleen in this docuseries cheer on Netflix. Jerry was. One of the people that you were rooting for. Always. And, and everybody always. was. I have a sweatshirt that says, be a Jerry. Oh, Colleen. I know. Because, oh. but I mean, but everybody, and I'm not, listen, this is, we are at the early stages, but this is important to know. Yes. That there are two minors, children, who are responding to the fact that he sent them explicit messages over yes. social media. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I hate sharing that, but it's that's the thing. And and it Jerry being an adult in an organization that is meant to coach, train, mentor children, mm-hmm. and then taking advantage of that position and allegedly 
doing this stuff to children yeah is just it is disappointing yeah and uh, yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah. yep so by the way jerry harris is now 21 uh and this occurred over the course of the last 2 years so he during those interactions would have been an adult yes. and these children would have been minors yes they, so. he was an adult these children were minors mm-hmm. he was their leader mm-hmm. yeah so uh, there you go thanks but you, you know it is it is one of those things like this is a story this is happening yep we're here to share yep. the news with you and again it's it is not an unfamiliar position we find ourselves in when there's somebody who we have admired for one reason or another and then we find out there's a really unsavory in this case, potentially criminal side to their um, person. Honestly, it reminds me of Kevin Clash, who was yes. the voice of Elmo. Yes. Um, and and because it's a similar, it was it was younger, it was young children. It was like, ugh, I don't. Ugh. Nope. Well, thanks for sharing. Sorry. Next. Well, I was gonna make an obvious d bag of the so day. Obvious. With Kanye West and the oh, fact that he posted a video of himself peeing on one of his Grammys in his toilet. Because you can see that. It's on the internet. That's on the internet. That's there now. But I'm not going to name Kanye West my no, D-bag of the day for that. don't do that. I actually have Wendy Williams for my D-bag of the day. I saw this and I was like, what? Ooh, Wendy. Wendy Williams. Media personality. Was on Late Night with Seth Meyers. She's doing promo for the new season of the Wendy Williams show. Where she said that she is a peeping Tom to her neighbor. I mean. (laughs) She told Seth Meyers that she started passing the time at home during quarantine by spying on her neighbors. And that there's an apartment building across the street and the man takes showers and the shower's right there in the window. And Wendy Williams watches. So creepy. I just she said even. the mystery man's window allows her to see head to ankle and uh, everything in between. Everything in between. And when Seth Myers mentioned that the fact that she was watching her neighbor while he showers naked is borderline criminal, she just said, I peep. I Tom. Mm-mm. And that's that. Okay. I think this is one of those moments where Wendy Williams thought she was being cute. Yeah. But instead, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. And by kind of creepy, it's very creepy. I mean, 100% on the creep scale. You don't peep on your neighbors like that. Mm. You shut the window and you look away. She, I do. So I read, uh, because I don't, I'm not up late enough at night to watch late night television. Yeah, I think you and I both turned into pumpkins at around nine o'clock. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Big time. So I was reading more about this um, interview and like she did, she was painting a picture of her life in quarantine and saying, you know, like she's kind of lonely as we all know, she went through an incredibly public divorce. Yes. Um, with her ex now ex-husband who ha- had a mistress that he had a baby with. I mean, it was low down. Anyway, she's had this very public divorce. And in the rest of this interview, she was like, you know, I think she was trying to paint a picture of like, I'm lonely. Like, I don't have many male callers. Maybe 
I, you know, so I'm just crave gonna- to see a naked body. So I just peep on my neighbor. No, no Wendy. No, no. Wendy, I would love to direct you. If you are experiencing a drought of the, the male form. May we direct it, you to the internet? May we direct you to the World Wide Web? Because yeah. pretty sure there are many a naked man on I mean, the just internet. Check Chris Evans' Instagram. Yeah. Am I right? Thank you. <laughs> you can see that. The the world is your oyster. Mm. The world is your clam. The world, the world is, is your, your Schwanson group. It is your mushroom blossoming out there. Fields <laughs> of fungi attached to male form. It's all there for you. So oh if you're gosh. horny, Wendy Williams, go to the internet. Please don't say that you're watching your neighbor across the street. There's better naked. ways to there. get to what you're looking for. Yes. Can I ask a question before we go to break? Mm-hmm. I did not get to hear Lori and Julia converse on the topic of Chris Evans. Oh, sure. Manhood. Mm-hmm. What was their hot take on that? The did hot- they talk about it? I know. I'm sorry. Colleen, know, is, is, it, is, is it? Is water wet? Is water wet? Do bears <laughs> poop in the woods? Is the sky yeah. blue? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course they talked about it. I think that they were just delightfully surprised uh, and then we talked about it yesterday. So Chris Evans was on Tamron Hall yesterday and he said of that experience that it was embarrassing. The Hollywood speak on that is that, yes, by saying that the incident was embarrassing, he basically confirmed that, yes, that was his. So we were mm-hmm. all like, oh, OK. Yeah. And then he did mm-hmm. a clever thing by taking the attention, turning it around into making it a PSA for voting. But yeah. he basically confirmed on the P. Yes. Thank you. But he confirmed all but not that, yeah, that was his photograph yeah. and that, ugh, you know, lesson learned, embarrassing. But I have a feeling, though, Colleen, that Chris Evans is only saying that it was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't embarrassed. Because he totally was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's totally that mine. That was mine. Because if you have a photo like that, maybe that might be by request. Oh, yeah. And that you're totally fine with it. But now you have to pretend that you're embarrassed about it, but not really. I will say the amount of I've I have friends who have been in the dating arena uh, as recently as the last few years when it seems as though the um, acquisition of those types of pictures, Richard pictures, Richard Rich picks um, is a thing like. That they get spread like confetti. I mean, I'm just saying that it is not, you don't have to work hard to get one of those in your feed. And so my point is, I feel like anybody, like we all got an unsolicited Richard pick from Chris Evans. And there is no feeling but pride, I feel like. Because if you have that in your feed... It's maybe not because somebody requested it, but you feel real good about it. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. That thing has been, that thing has made the rounds. No pun intended. I don't know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we have more D-bags than the segment can hold. And so we're going to do a little D-bag double down. Uh, This one involves Madonna and a local gal by the name of Diablo Cody. When we come back on my talk, 1071. Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. 
Bradley Trainer is doing his civic duty. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Siri Duty. Holly and I are hanging out with you until 3 o'clock today. Um, and uh, sometimes we have so much D-bag, we cannot contain it in but one segment. Thus, we have spillover in a segment we call the D-bag Double Down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. It's Madonna. 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 And, and um, I'm just going to throw in a little extra... Diablo Cody for good measure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, the reason why is because the headline of the day is that Madonna will be directing her very own biopic about her own life and career. This is not a good idea. That's not a good idea. And the reason why Diablo Cody shows up in this D-bag exclusive is because she apparently will be uh, one of the co-writers of this project. Okay, confession time. Safe space. Safe space. Very safe space. Colleen, what is your confession? I am not a big fan of Diablo Cody's. You're not the only one. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, so... You're not the only one. So I'm trying to remember what was... Juno was the movie that kind of put Diablo Cody on the map. Yes, that was her first movie. Diablo Cody won an Oscar for writing that screenplay. I didn't not like it. It was fine. And actually, honestly, I liked her movie Tully uh, that starred... um, Charlize Charlize Theron. Theron. I liked that movie, uh, but I have read some of her books, and they're a little too um, precious. Precious, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. and performatively edgy. I see what you, Do you mean. know what I mean oh, when I yes, say that. I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. By not having read any of Diablo Uh Cody's books, but I have seen enough of her movies where there is a certain precociousness about the dialogue specifically that grinds some people's gears. Yeah. So the book, her book is called Candy Girl, A Year in the Life of an Unlikely Stripper. And it's very, I didn't like it. Anyway, so she's apparently working together with Madonna on Madonna's own story which Madonna will then direct in a movie form. Would you like to talk about why that might be a bad idea? Let us count the ways. Yeah. <laughs> Let us count. I have seen some of Madonna's Instagram antics during the time of quarantine. Assuming that she's self-directing a lot of these moments, they include but are not limited to Madonna singing in her bathroom at three in the morning, a parody of Vogue that has something to do with chicken legs. 
Oh, and I don't even really remember. Or I, you know, honey, leave that to Weird Al. He's a professional. He can do magic with your work. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Also, naked, milky bathtub selfies. I just don't. Those are a I thing. mean, I think number one, I, what I'm hearing you say is Madonna might not be in a wonderful life position to tell stories that make sense. <laughs> Or to be actually reflective of your life in a way that would make it interesting. Right. Maybe this will be some kind of film filmic essay where Madonna goes through her life and and the challenges and the trials of tribulations of Madonna and Madonna is played by a rabbit. I don't know. She's going to get really creative with it. Mm -hmm. But this goes against why would if you're directing a movie about your life. Is it going to actually be the story of your life or is it going to be this interpretation of what you think happened in your life? Well, and um, we know enough about Madonna to know that she maybe the the version of her own reflection will always make her look. A certain way. Well, right. Are you right? going? Are you going to be able to be the film's reliable narrator when it's right. narrated by yourself? You can't be objective. You just can't. And and so this is why very often um, celebrities have other people direct. Right. I mean, they they they're there to consult on their life. Well, they can be a producer because Elton yeah. John did this. For example. One of the most recent big music biopics was Rocket Man, yep. the story of Elton John that came out last summer. Elton John served as an executive producer on that movie, and he actually wrote a song for the movie and won an Oscar for mm-hmm. it. But he wasn't in the director's seat. Maybe he gave some notes. This happened this way, or maybe it happened this way, or maybe I would have done X, Y, and Z and guided the narrative in that way. But there was a director and an actor and some other people involved. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just um, Madonna is enough of a, I just I would I would watch this movie with a lot of. What's the word? Grains of salt. <laughs> you mean an entire Himalayan sea salt? Yeah, block I would sitting right actually next to just you. watch it in an actual salt cave <laughs> because those are fun. Yeah, I agree. I just I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Any think about how you would tell a story of your own life, right? Like mm-hmm. you would likely come out looking like the hero. I just don't know that she has a whole lot of self reflection on board. Well, I guess. right, because you would be centering yourself in a way. Well, you know, if it's a movie about your life, right. it, it would be centered. But maybe it would. I wouldn't want to make a movie about my life at all. I'd be like, leave it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It would be far more interesting. To get somebody else's perspective on that experience. So, of course, you know, she wants you to know why it's, you know, why she's worthy of of a movie. She says, I want to convey the incredible journey that life has taken me on as an artist, a musician, a dancer, a human being trying to make her way in this world. The focus of this film will always be music. Music has kept me going and art has kept me alive. There are so many untold and inspiring stories and who better to tell it than me. It's essential to share the roller coaster ride of my life with my voice and vision. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes, right? Like, I want to hear your version of your story, Madonna. But maybe we can bring some other players in to tell the story. Well, and she has brought in Diablo Cody to work on this. Okay, okay, so... (laughs) 
sorry. All all judgments aside about Diablo Cody, it's been interesting to watch Madonna and Diablo Cody work together mm. because Madonna has been sharing this experience on her Instagram. Oh, she's actually done some Instagram lives with Diablo Cody. And I want to know how much money Diablo Cody is being paid right? to sit on that couch and work with Madonna. Because when Madonna does these videos, Diablo Cody looks exasperated. She doesn't really say a lot. She just keeps quiet and Madonna razzes her about her choice of clothing. Okay, so like, oh, no, I mean, she has made a deal with somebody, but you're right. She probably is getting paid a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money to sit and to try to sift through the litter box that is Madonna's life and find an almond roca that is worthy to here's, be in the screenplay. Here's the other thing I'm learning about myself as I see more and more biopics is I prefer a biopic that uh, focuses on an episode of life. Like there is an arc of the story that takes you from you know, like, for example, like Judy Garland. I haven't seen this yet, but but I'm using that as an example. The Judy Garland uh, biopic. It takes place in a very um, finite window of time. Yeah, it's, it's very situational. Yeah, exa- and I like that because I think when you try to encapsulate somebody's entire life in a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour documentary, or, do- or not documentary, biopic... It's easy to get sidetracked or forget what the theme is. And also the reason why is because life doesn't really have a theme. Yeah. Right? (laughs) It has maybe multiple themes. We've been around for a hot second. It's kind of weird and non-linear. Well, maybe that's the kind of movie Madonna wants to make. I will be curious to see how this all pans out when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Where was your favorite place to have a birthday party when you were growing up? 651-641-1071. Where was your favorite place to have a birthday party? We'll take your calls and talk about Chuck E. Cheese after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 